0: Oh, everyone's excited. You know, that's one thing, you know, we're we're like little kids again, you know, kind of meeting
1: up for, you know, it seems like summer camp or getting back the first day of school, you know, seeing everybody, you know, seeing the changes, you know, everyone's in great shape. Welcome to Baseball Biz. I'm Mark Carpenter, your host, and with me is none other than Mr. Brandon Noe. How you doing today, Brandon? I'm doing really
0: good, Mark. How about you?
1: I'm doing absolutely fantastic, wonderful. Spring training is here, and you can hear that Mr. Aaron Judge there at the beginning of the show, he sounds like he's ready.
0: Yeah, everybody sounds ready. You know, we got expectations, and of course, everybody's in the best shape of their lives coming into spring training, as per usual.
1: That's right. He's Aaron says we're all in great shape, so I'm glad to hear that for him. Uh, of course, you know, the, yeah, I'm not the biggest Yankee fan, but I feel good for him. Hey, and if you guys really want to hear what we think, you can also find Brandon at Sports Blitz Pod on Twitter. And you can find me, Mark, at The Baseball Biz on Twitter. So you can look at it for us there. And obviously, you're here with us today. And if you're looking for us elsewhere, you can also find us at Apple iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Oh, my gosh, Google.podcast. You think of it, and we're out there. Now that I've gotten us out there, Brandon, let's ring re- re- me back in here. What are we going to do today, brother? What else are we going to talk about?
0: Oh, we got a ton of things. We have a bunch of rules thrown in there for spring training that I don't know if anybody really understands, but we're going to try to make sense of that. We have ticket sales going crazy on the market and also some good news about fans coming back to stadiums and maybe a sense of normalcy coming back. So stay tuned for that.
1: Well, that's good, man. I'm looking forward to it. So this is this is our, uh, I guess, our first spring training as far as the games rolling out edition of baseball biz. So we're glad you're here with us today. And like Brandon told you, we got some really good stories to talk about. Let's start with what is spring training and where it started. Who said to themselves, Well, you know, here we are, we're finished up with the games in October and it's we need to do something else. We'll start when game one comes around again. No, it's it's not that. Somebody decided these young athletes need to be in shape for next season. What can I do to increase the chances of my team getting better success? That was a question that was even being asked back in 1886 and by none other than the ownership of the Chicago White Stockings. (laughs) And we'll get into that in a minute. But first, a weather report. Right now in Chicago, the weather today should be between 33 degrees and 47 is going to be the high. Mesa, Arizona, 49 degrees is low and 80 the high. Detroit, the weather is going to be 31 degrees, low and 50 the high. In Lakeland, Florida, 55 degrees and 74 the high. So, we Baseball Biz brings you this weather report to explain why people are coming down to Florida, why people are going to Arizona. And it is because the, to prepare for the regular season. I don't know about you, Brandon, but I can't imagine being out there in Chicago in 33 to 47 degree weather and be warming up.
0: Yeah. Especially when back then they couldn't
1: just focus on
0: baseball. They had to work normal jobs. And I don't think you'd want to spend your time getting back into shape in freezing cold weather every day. You'd maybe want to go somewhere warm. At least I do.
1: Yeah. And and I was mentioning earlier that looking all the way back to about 1886, and the owner said, well, I want to get these guys a warm-up. And we're talking about Chicago White Stockings. By the way, Brandon, my first thought, you know, when I heard about the Chicago White Stockings years ago. I said, oh, yeah, the Chicago White Sox. No, 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 no. I was wrong big time. It is, of course, the Chicago Cubs. Anyway, going back to it. So the origin began with the team that became the Chicago Cubs. And what they decided to do is that, you know, what was it you'd hear about going to the spa and and taking the baths, you know, or, or going out there and taking in the air of the Sulphur Springs at different locations. But with the location of the Hot Springs being in Arkansas, and they decided, let's see, the president was Albert Spalding and Cap Anson. They decided to take them to Hot Springs and hold basically spring training there. Well, they really had a successful season after that, Brandon, And the other teams caught wind of this. And they said, well, you know what, maybe we'll go down there, too. And shortly thereafter, the Cleveland Spiders, the Detroit Tigers, Pittsburgh Pirates, Cincinnati Reds, Brooklyn Dodgers, and the Red Sox all followed the White Stockings slash Cubs to there. So that's how a lot of the hot springs, um, Arkansas, became Some of the the original place, if you will, for a spring training, and man, oh man, it is interesting. Somebody first scratched their head and said, "Maybe we should go south to warm up." Exciting stuff, and here we are today. We've got a grapefruit league, we got a cactus league, and we'll talk about uh, a little bit more about those in in a future baseball biz episode. So throughout spring spring break, (laughs) throughout (laughs) throughout the spring break, throughout the spring, it is spring break. Just about. Yeah, it, it it feels like it. Expect all the tourists to be here immediately, not just for the games, but for the everything else. Anyway, so we're going to be talking about some of that, uh, also those leagues, as, as we progress over the next few weeks. Well, Brandon, I tell you what, man, it was a history lesson for me because I didn't necessarily think that when he talked about spring training, it would have started in Hot Springs, Arkansas.
0: I I didn't either. I thought it would have started, you know, maybe around Miami, maybe the Fort Myers area. But when I think of spring training, I don't really think of Arkansas.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's one that it comes first to mind. But it's it is interesting to see that's where we it started, and and we'll talk about how so much of it moved to Florida, you know, and then we will talk also about the evolution of the the Cactus League in, like I said, upcoming uh, episodes you look at these young men coming out here and what they have to do to try to warm up and spring training. And you say, well, how are we going to, how are we going to get started? You know, what are we going to do with nine innings? And are we going to try to have a pitcher pitch for six, seven, eight, nine innings? That's not the way it works. Not anymore. I mean, I remember when these games started, I had friends who wanted to bet on these games. But that's not what they're about. Not that any, <laughs> not that any baseball game is that's what it's about. But these games, if you're thinking about winning loss records, if you're looking at what you would think the span of, of the hits may be between the two teams or the runs, you're barking up the wrong tree. Because this is exactly what it sounds like, spring training. But this year, even more so than most, they want to make sure that the players are going to be well throughout the season. So they've implemented a mercy rule. And Brandon, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, you said it sounds like spring training.
0: I think it sounds more like Sandlot baseball because there's there's so many different rules they added in. And I don't don't completely understand them, but I'll do my best. But there's some games that are like seven innings and some that are nine. So in regards to the the seven inning games, through Saturday, March 13th, any game can be shortened to five or seven innings if both managers mutually agree upon that. And then from March 14th to the end of spring training, which is on March 30th, those games may be shortened to seven games in the same way. Also, pitchers who are taken out of the game can re-enter whenever they want.
1: Oh, 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 oh. Oh, many a time, many a time. I would love to have had a pitcher who who pitched their first few innings. You know, imagine with like the Rays when they had a a starter like Ryan standing. I would love to see him come back or or some others as well. Or maybe you brought in some relievers and they just didn't do it. So, yeah, I can bring in a pitcher I had in an earlier inning since I've, I've already replaced him with somebody else in the fourth or fifth. Maybe
0: if they had a pitcher like Blake Snell, they could do that.
1: Oh. oh, shot's oh, fired. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, gosh, <laughs> brother. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. And it's that's a good shot across the bow. But it, it is very interesting with these rules. And from what I'm understanding and what I've read, it's interesting because it sounds like the decision about how many innings they're going to play is decided that day between two managers. So they sit down and say, well, you know, Bob, I'm looking here, and I really think we should only do about uh, six innings today. Well, you know, I'd really like to do seven, but then they come to some kind of agreement. But above and beyond that, <laughs> the rule that, that I find most interesting is that if your team is on the field and your pitcher has pitched 20 pitches, you can actually say, okay, I'm looking out there right now. Uh, yeah, he's he's pitched 20 pitches. He's He hasn't done great. We've heck, we just got five runs against us here, and... We got three men on base. I, I don't wear that arm out anymore. You know what? I'm calling this part of the inning. Okay, I'm, I'm bringing my guys off the field. What? Yeah, the other team only has one out and three men on on base, and you're doing what? Yeah, I'm I'm calling my guys out. We're going to go ahead and have at bats. <laughs> <laughs> How many times would you like have liked to done that? Oh, a lot of times. Like. I can think of a a lot of them, especially recently. If you know what I mean. Oh gosh, yeah, but I mean that's (laughs) it's amazing. I say, but so anybody who's even thinking about betting on a team, I don't think you want to do it with spring training mercy rules.
0: (laughs) I don't think you want to be betting spring training, anyways.
1: (laughs) To be quite honest. No, because it it is what it is. It's training, baby. But that (laughs) that's that's been the evolution of it. I I you know I was. We were encouraging folks last week, really, to, to get out and see these games because they are unique. I mean, you're going to see a, a lot of good players, and you may see a rotation of pitchers more than quickly than even you do with the Rays. And that they may put two, three pitchers out there in four innings just to give everybody a chance. I mean, obviously they want to give them a chance to warm up, but you will see players who may be out there only for a couple of innings because they want to rotate a lot of these guys around. Anyway, but... No, so don't bet on the games, boys and girls. I do want to tell you, though, like I said, since last week was really encouraging everybody to get out there and get tickets, I made a special effort, and it was interesting. So I'm going to tell you about my journey (laughs) into the world of getting spring training tickets. And it started out early, like on Friday, because I knew that's when they were going to go all on sale. Uh, I had read an article from uh, Tony Paul. And he had said that Detroit had practically doubled their ticket prices, doubled the price. of them. I thought, well, you know, I understand supply, and demand, all that. I'm not crazy about it, but I, I'll still go check it out. So I went to Detroit and went to the MLB.com slash Tigers Ticket Spring Training. And, you know, I go to the page. But no sooner than I go there, it takes me to the MPV Tickets page, which is not actually a Detroit Tigers or an MLB page. So I thought, oh, it's I guess a third-party provider. And they're they're using them. So I'm sitting there, and it, so I'm going ahead and finally get to the point where I can see, brings up the map of the stadium. And you know each one of the sections are brightly colored with different colors. But immediately after seeing those bright colors, they all fade. They're kind of grayed out. And I'm like, what? Then the next thing comes up, and a message stating, no tickets were found matching your filter criteria. <laughs> I hadn't even selected anything yet. And even when I tried a couple of different selections, it was the same thing. So I, I can only figure out a few things, Brand. I mean, one, what? Weekday game with two top-ranked teams like the Orioles and the Tigers had sold out. Everybody's clamoring for those tickets. That's right. That's why I selected it when I figured I'd go see a game. And But maybe the MPV site wasn't working. Or maybe that uh, company Robin Hood bought up all the tickets for their... <laughs> for their high rollers, I don't know. Ew, but, but it was it was crazy. So, you know, I thought, okay, okay, I, I, I'll get over this. I'm still curious about why I can't get tickets to an Orioles and Tigers game. So I said, okay, well, let's try the Blue Jays, you know. And that ticket prices there. They they were a little more wallet-friendly than the Tigers site, because I told you what the, one guy had said about practically doubling the price for tickets. And, you know, it's looking promising. So sure, I'll still pick a weekday game. I figure better availability, maybe even better prices. So, look, Tuesday, March 9th, and the Blue Jays playing the Phillies. Well, you know, maybe we'll get a chance to see Bryce Harper, you know, Biggio, and some other ones out there. Let's see. And lo and behold, once I go to the MLB Blue Jays ticket site, I am then, con- and s- want to select the tickets, it connects me to a Ticketmaster site with the message, quote, tickets are sold out now. Check back soon unquote what (laughs) i mean brandon check back soon what are they talking about if you've sold out why should i be checking back what's going to happen are 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 people going to be returning their tickets i I don't know what they're thinking man maybe i mean i want to know how like how quick did these
0: tickets go go off the market if they're already sold out
1: well i'll I'll tell you about my raise experience in a minute and we'll, we'll we'll get a little clearer on that i mean I was looking at that, so I said, "Oh, okay, next thing, let's go to the Pirates. Go to the Pirates website and look at a game there. Let's see. You're not going to pick on the Orioles. Uh, I selected another weekday game, Thursday, March 11th, and once again, I'm taken to the MPV ticket site. So I'm either being sent to Ticketmaster or MPV or StubHub or whatever, and it's going nuts. So I said, well, you know, am I late to the party, man? What's going on here? Uh, I, I could believe Yankees and Red Sox tickets were going to be gone quickly, but I, I thought surely I'd be able to get something of these others. I thought, well, okay, where's, where am I? I'm going to go and try to find something with the Rays. And the message I get when I go to their site is, quote, there is currently limited or no ticket inv- inventory for all 2021 Rays spring training games at Charlotte Sports Park. You may also choose to purchase tickets from StubHub, the official fan-to-fan ticket marketplace of RaysBaseball.com. Tickets purchased from other sources and online sites are not guaranteed entry into Charlotte Sports Park. No. <laughs> and they also use, yeah, man, they also use the MPV tickets. Um I'm figuring, okay, I'll give it a shot. And nope, nope, nope. I, I go through the tool and StubHub. I won't go into all of it, but I get a message that says, something went wrong. It's not you, it's us. Please <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> please try again. Oh, gosh. I think it's what the slot machine says when you put money into it and you don't get anything back. Well, Luckily, I hadn't put any money in there, Brandon, but it's like, you got to be kidding me. Anyway, I could go on and on, because this went on for like an hour and a half, two hours. I'm going through all of these sites. I'm going through each one of the folks down here in Florida, their team's trying to find something. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Well, finally, I go back to StubHub, and it says, okay, you know, I'll see what I can find here. Now, I'm looking at the Tigers website again, and I'm looking for four tickets, and they're priced at 72 bucks. You know, that's okay, I guess. But I finally found a weekday somewhere else, and I'm looking at four tickets on the berm for $38 each. Eh, I don't know, man. Sitting on the berm, I get to see a bunch of ball hawks just running me over as they try to get something that's knocked over that way. But eh, $38 isn't too bad. But I say, well, so I want to sit somewhere. So I'm finding two tickets and these are behind a home plate, venue $95 each. I mean, it's a little pricey, but for a spot like that, it doesn't sound too bad during COVID days. So let's try some a little cheaper. So I'll go up to section 211 along the third baseline, and the price goes down to $53 each for four tickets. Well, that doesn't sound bad, you know. I'm I'm feeling pretty good about it, so I'm going to go ahead and do that. I, however for those 53 53 dollars for those tickets, i also found in the same section two tickets for a thousand one hundred and twenty nine dollars for each seat oh. yeah talk about your fan of fan <laughs> yeah some fan wants to kind of not give another fan a real opportunity if they're doing something like that uh so uh, it's nuts i don't i don't know about
0: you but i don't I don't really feel like spending that kind of money to go watch a spring training game when you don't know who's going to be in there. And if you do know who it is, they're probably going to be in there, what, one inning? So I don't really feel like spending that that kind of money to go to a game where you're going to see a bunch of guys who won't be on the big, big team either for another couple months, if ever. So that's just me. Maybe you'd want to spend that, but. I don't feel like spending the $40
1: for that. No, no, no. I, I don't have that kind of throwaway money. I have another word for that, but no, I don't have that kind of money, just throw away. And so I, I looked at it. I mean, if I was going to get four tickets at the one price, it was still going to cost me $269. And I was going to have to buy four tickets, Brandon, because, you know, in COVID, they're not going to randomly let four people sit together. So if you want to buy a pod of four tickets, that was what it's coming to. And you were asking earlier about how quick somebody sold out. Well, there was an article in the Tampa Bay Times about the Rays tickets selling out in five minutes. As soon as they went on sale online, five minutes later, the ticket window is closed. They're all sold. And the reason for that is a loyalty to season ticket holders, and, and I think that's that's okay. Those people who've had a long commitment to their team they should get first crack at it. So they were actually able to purchase tickets before they went on, on the open on the official day. So, you know, a couple of days before, if you were a season ticket holder, you could buy them. Now, one of the rules, I'll let you probably go a little bit more in this too in a moment. We're looking at it, maybe just 33% of the seats are available. So yeah, I guess it kind of is like supply and demand, but on it, man, I felt like, charlie brown i felt like you know when he runs up to that football and he's gonna kick and every time as soon as i got it to where i thought i was gonna get those tickets you know lucy shut down the window too <laughs> said nope sorry not here can't get anything so we had
0: to photoshop your face on the charlie brown as he's flying <laughs> through the air <laughs>
1: well that's what it felt like but i don't know i mean it, it was it was kind of ridiculous uh in the yankees site had a i thought was a a message that made sense. It said, in order to adopt pod seating for the 2021 spring training season, we were required to reduce capacity. As such, the number of available phys- available physically distant seat locations for the 2021 spring training season is extremely limited. And they could have changed extremely limited to so out. <laughs> <laughs> but... I don't know. Check back again. Maybe, maybe you'll be able to find something. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I went down the wrong portal. If you find something, let me know at the baseball biz. I would love to find the best way to get some good tickets. So I don't know, man, I'm a little, I'm a little put out by this whole thing, Brandon. I mean, I'm a big proponent. I'm excited about baseball, but this kind of left me with a sour taste in my mouth.
0: Yeah. It's definitely kind of weird with, everything going on but i mean the last year has been weird and i don't know but i kind of like the pod seating because i i personally i hate sitting having to sit next to people because especially at raise <laughs> games when you sit there up in the upper deck you can just sit wherever you want and nobody will sit near you and that was great but you always did sometimes have those people that would sit like right on top of you
1: yeah yeah there's you know and if you got the money i guess you buy your own pod and you can really make sure you don't have Everybody's sitting by you. Okay, I'm buying all four tickets and for this pod, and you can't uh, sit here, and you've got to be X amount of feet away from me, so I'm doing pretty good.
0: Yeah, that, That's the way to watch a baseball game.
1: Well, give me a reason to feel good, Brandon. Give me, give me a reason <laughs> to, to have a little positive energy on all this.
0: All right, well, it's March, and we're honestly almost a year away where the impossible happened, and the world came to a stop. I read the article the other day by David Brand of APNews.com called Optimism Abounds as MLB Spring Includes Fans. And he primarily looked at Arizona, and that was at Salt River Fields at Talking Stick, a great name, where the crowd was capped at about 2,200 fans, which is 16% of the usual. And he talked to a fan named Brian Delaney, who said, oh yeah, we were never worried, this is great. It's a lot different than what it was a year ago where... There were fans actually at that stadium when the news broke that baseball was being shut down because of the pandemic. And a year later, they're slowly letting fans back in, and normalcy seems to be coming back slowly but surely. He also talked to Brandon Ramsey, who lives in the Phoenix area, and went to the Reds-Indians game in Goodyear on Sunday. He said, quote, It seemed like forever. Last year got cut a little short, and to come out here for opening day is just fantastic. They did a great job in socially distancing, and they made sure we
1: were safe. Well, that's encouraging, man. To hear that kind of you know that somebody's actually out there enjoying this. I, I can't imagine what it, it sounds like being a, a player hearing hearing voices besides the the umpire and the, the coach yelling at you.
0: Yeah, I have more on what the players were saying a little bit here in a couple minutes, and it it's crazy that they're making them feel safe, which is great. But remember, not too long ago in January. The Cactus League actually sent a letter to MLB saying that they should delay spring training because COVID cases in the Maricopa County, which is where all 15 of those teams train, which is around the Phoenix area, the cases were really high. So they said, hey, maybe push this back a little bit, but they didn't. And then cases plummeted and optimism was abound, as the title says.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And <laughs> hey, come on you and i we're not going to go into this much here but you and i talked about this way back and said did that really come from the t- cactus league or did that come from someplace up in offices or the mlb i don't know some <laughs> people did suggest that it came
0: from the mlb they sort of pinned it on the cactus league but maybe that's another story for another day
1: yeah <laughs> but anyway so so what happened then
0: well even though there is optimism Florida and Arizona both are bracing for another year of lost revenue because, of course, fans are limited, but they said limited fans are better than no fans, and the appetite to watch baseball appears strong. The Rockies and Diamondbacks, who share the Salt River Fields facility, both of their spring ticket allotments sold out about 24 hours after they were put public. At Arizona State University, they did a study that found that the Cactus League's season-generated an estimated economic impact of about $363.5 million in 2020 before the shutdown in mid-March, which was down nearly $300 million from the estimated 644 generated
1: in 2018. Wow. I mean, so it obviously makes a real impact. I mean, as much as fans and we want to see it and everything else to boot, it it is interesting to see financially how much it, it has made a difference.
0: He writes that there is cautious optimism that the season won't be a complete washout for the local economy, but places like hotels, restaurants, bars, golf courses, and rental houses, there is a little doubt that their finances will take a hit for the second straight year. And Stephanie Pressler, who is the director of community affairs for Experience Scottsdale, S- Experience Scottsdale I can't speak to it, said businesses are balancing realism with a little optimism. Now that COVID nineteen cases have gone down and all teams are allowing at least some fans, reinforcing that they sort of have the thought process of something is better than nothing, in my opinion.
1: That that's pretty good, you know. Kind of getting a better understanding of what's going on. Yeah, you know, there's some optimism there, and I want to thank you and what also uh, your source there, David Brandt from AP News on this. That you know, but but what's happening now? I mean, what what are some of the protocols? What are they doing now, Brandon? For that? Well, you did a good job
0: of covering it last last segment and. In Scottsdale, they're spread out in small pods of two, four, or six people. You have to wear masks except when eating or drinking. And people sitting on blankets in the grass beyond the berm, who possibly paid $40 per ticket, they were given spray-painted squares to stay separated. And cleaning crews are all around the stadium, constantly you know, sanitizing and cleaning up after everybody. And they, they seem to have a real... A much larger safety advantage over the NBA, NHL, and college basketball because it's played outdoors, and studies have shown that the virus is less effective at spreading in outdoor environments.
1: Well, well, that makes sense. And let let me ask you: do do they let fans come in and bring their own spray paint cans to to mark off where they're going to sit? <laughs> or... <laughs> no, I don't believe they do. I think they're already
0: already sprayed down.
1: Okay, because I gotta see me sitting out there in the berm trying to make my own space. But okay, <laughs>
0: you just spray down the whole berm. That's your box.
1: Spray down the berm, baby. That's me. You know, I just I take my little spray paint can in there and I'd I'd go ahead and that little aerosol, you know, make make marks section right there. <laughs> I don't think it would last too long before before security would pull me out of the way. But hey, we don't got to be creative. <laughs> yeah, You were talking earlier. Players,
0: they're really excited that fans are coming back almost a year later since they were told that they can't have fans. Oakland A's right in and pitcher Dalton Jeffries said, even though it's 20% capacity, it didn't feel like it. Everyone was very loud. It was just a lot of fun, and I think we truly underestimated how much we missed it. And Aaron Judge, the next couple of comments come from Yankees, and this comes courtesy of WFAN on Radio.com. Boo,
1: boo. (laughs) He
0: said, for one of, for me, one of my favorite things is interactions in between innings. The energy and roar when you run out there, hearing them yelling, you feed off that. So it's pretty exciting finally having them back. He also said that when they were sitting in the cold tub, him and his teammates they were, actually had butterflies, as did Mike Proso with the Rays, about having fans coming back because they hadn't been used to it. And he said, in my first at bat, I hit a ground ball, but you hear that instant crowd reaction, and I'm glad that they're back. Even though I wasn't a packed house, something is better than nothing. And a couple fans were yelling to play catch, and I missed those moments. And that seems what spring training is really about is, like, you can do more things with the players. They're more accessible because it's such a laid-back environment, and that's something that we're not going to really get this year.
1: Yeah, I, I know, man, and that's, that's very, very true. I've, I've always enjoyed that because they're approachable. You sometimes, you know, you could get autographs in the past. I don't think it'll happen this year. But to be able, you know, to communicate with them, I remember shouting to talking with Derek Jeter, you know, at spring training several years ago. But it was it was really cool to be able to, you know, face to face, make eye contact, and you know, a couple of comments that, and I, I wasn't I wasn't anti-Yankee. I was supportive, you know, because he's Derek Jeter, 98 percent Hall of Famer, <laughs> or should say anyway, won't go down that road. But yeah, it was. It's i I'm glad to hear they got fans out there. I'm glad that there's a synergy going back and forth between both the player and the fans with this positive synergy. Yeah.
0: And Mike King also of the Yankees, he said, even with the small crowd, it was much more of a roar than what we've been used to. (laughs) And possibly the biggest outcome of this whole story and probably the part that'll make you feel the best was Trey Mancini, who of course battled colon cancer he missed last year and, he ended up beating that. It allowed him to receive a standing ovation, not just from the players, but from the fans as well.
1: Yeah, so I, I heard that uh, I think both what fans for both teams stood up and applauded him. And the umpire tried to even prolong it a little bit because as long as they were cheering him on, he took a little longer time to wipe the plate off just so he didn't have to feel rushed and, and to enjoy that moment. One for the support of seeing a great player come back. That was a great moment. And as much as I was giving grief about things earlier about the tickets, it is moments like that, Brandon, that you just brought up that make it different and make it fun for everybody.
0: Yeah, that seems like the
1: the cherry on top of things. So we know what the protocols are. We've seen the things that are happening. And taking a look at some of the the highlights, if you will, or what's happening, I noticed this last week, one of the first things I saw was the Dodgers and the Rockies. And the Dodgers won 10 to zip, and it was in six innings. So the mercy rule came into play. But that's still pretty harsh, man. 10 to 1, and I don't know what Vegas was doing with that. Or 10 10 runs to zero runs, and I don't know what Vegas was doing with that, but it had to hurt somebody. Somebody. Of course, I don't know why you're betting spring training, but
0: <laughs> I, if if you're confident, I guess you do you, man.
1: Well, that's it. But so it's out there. Where things are going well. And I know looking at it, there's still some things going on. What was it with Tatis? What did you see with Tatis Jr.? What's going on with him?
0: I saw that he actually hit a grand slam yesterday, at least at the time of recording, which was Tuesday. He hit a grand slam, and Nolan Arenado, of course, he made headlines when he was traded to the Cardinals from the Rockies. A little bit of a slow start. He's only hitting two fifty, but he's only had four at-bats. So, of course, take everything with a grain of salt. It's spring training. If you win, you win. Oh, you're great. If you lose, oh, well, it's spring training. It doesn't matter.
1: Well, that I think that's probably a good philosophy to have with spring training. You know something, too, I thought it was uh, interesting. All the grief that has been circling around poor Gary Sanchez with the Yankees. And I know it is just spring training, but he did hit a home run the other day. And that had to make him feel good. A lot of the people who are supporters of Gary Sanchez and, you know, also AARP feel great to see somebody like him do that. No comments about AARP? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I didn't get it. That's all right. Oh, oh, I am bad. I'm terrible. Hey, you know, and... I, like I said I like to pick on the Yankees but they they give us a reason to and we'll we'll talk about it in a minute but first I have to talk about my own foible. That was I was looking at some of the news some of the trades that were still going on. I said Brian from the Cubs is being traded to the Red Sox. Brian means he's being traded? And I thought after everything's gone on and then wait, wait, wait a minute. It was Zach Bryant? that did isn't that's not Chris Bryant. Zach Bryant, the single A right-handed pitcher is being traded to the Red Sox. I said, oh. Well, that's different. You know, I mean, you look at what happened with with, uh, he was actually Zach Bryant was born in Daytona. He played college in Jacksonville, unlike Chris Bryant, who's a third baseman slash outfielder born in Las Vegas and who has Scott Boris for an agent. So anyway, but you look at Chris Bryant and you think, here's this guy who I thought is being manipulated so much when it comes to service time. I thought they were just getting rid of him and moving him to the Red Sox. But, you know. Guess what, Mark? Look a little closer. It's Zach Bryant going there. So there you go. I think it was Jeff Passan had
0: some fun with it where he tweeted out, the Cubs are are trading Bryant to the Red Sox. And then he ended it with dot, 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 Zach Bryant. And a lot of people didn't seem to be fans of that.
1: (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, anyway, I wish them all well. But, you know, showing my own inadequacy, I, I was glad to see that Yankee fans... Probably are doing it maybe even a little worse. I heard a game the other day and they were playing and they were booing the wrong Guriel who was out there in the field. So they, they're they out there booing as Lourdes Guriel Jr. is taking on the field. And you got to remember he, <laughs> he has a brother, Yuli, as well. But they're thinking all the way back, those fans, to 2017 when the Astros did some dirty work that didn't, well, let's just say cheated. And impacted the uh, Yankees' ability to to go further in the World Series, but but if you're gonna boo, make sure you pick the right Guriel brother. I mean, Lurds is out there, and Lurds Guriel Jr. Yuli is the guy who was on that team. Not to say that Yuli has any special implications with all that trouble, but it doesn't surprise me that a Yankees fan would boo at the wrong guy. Just like I was choosing the wrong Bryant, they chose the wrong Guriel.
0: I mean, I, I can still make fun of them, but I can't do it too much. I had to double check to make sure I'm talking about the right Guriel, that is Lourdes, who, I believe that's the first time I'm saying that right, who plays for Toronto and not Yuli. So I can only laugh so much at you guys, but
1: I'm going to do it as much as I can. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it has been an interesting first week beginning with the spring training games. You know, they've had a had a little bit of time for the last couple of weeks here getting everybody together, getting their arms loosened up and everything else. But now the games are on and I'm hoping everybody out there can find some tickets. It's been a little crazy. I want to remind you, if you can't get tickets, remember you can always watch them on TV. Well, maybe not always, but there's still a lot of places you can listen to them on the radio. I know that uh, Fox Sports here in Tampa, I'm gonna be able to watch I believe I'll be able to watch the Rays later today, so I'm looking forward to that. Oh, yes, you will. Well, that that's good to hear, too, because I, I need something, man. I need my fix again. I'm going to be sitting in front of that TV for the next several months, you know, looking for three and four hours that I will dedicate to watch a game. And I don't know if some people say, well, you're crazy, but I love it. So I'm looking forward to that. If you're having trouble, if you've got a blackout on you, look up on YouTube and search. VPN. <laughs> See how you could possibly get in without having to pay some ungodly amount of money to watch a game if you don't if you don't have access to cable that has that, or if you're looking at a provider who has blocked out some of your games. The VPN can be your friend. So, Brandon, that's about it. I'm looking here today, man. We talked a little bit about the history and the evolution. Uh, I should say we talked a little bit about the history and the beginnings. Of spring training and how that started out with the Chicago White Stockings, slash now Chicago Cubs. And next week, we'll talk a little bit about maybe the Cactus League or we'll talk maybe about the uh, Grapefruit League. So, folks, if you want to know any more about this, you can find us. You can find Brandon at Sports Blitz Pod and you can find me at The Baseball Biz. Well, that's it, Brandon. It's been another fun week of doing this. It's a little short this week. It's the like, spring training. <laughs> we can maybe do some scores next week, but i got to tell you, I don't know how important they are. It's really about just, you know, the fans being able to get there, players being able to get out there and making a difference. We want to thank you all again for joining us this week. And just remember, while you can find us here, wherever you are, you can also find us at google.podcast. You can find us at Stitcher. You can find us at... Oh, iHeart.Radio, Radio, Apple iTunes, and just look for Baseball Biz. That's who we are. And you can find me at the Baseball Biz on Twitter. Any other final words you want to share with them, Brandon? Uh thanks
0: for listening and Mark to you. You said you're going on spring break earlier in the show. Just want to warn you to be careful. You can easily get yourself in trouble if you know what I mean. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I do. I'll, I'll make sure I use it. Never mind. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you again for joining us this week, and we look forward to talking with you again real soon. Special thanks to x for the music rocking forward. Ta-da!